All right, what's going on, everybody? My name is Isaac Bihangos. I'm a photographer and web video producer. And we're back with another podcast. Uh, at the time of recording, it is March 30th. And I'm here with my co-host. Hey, hey, it's Jackie. And we're going to be talking about uh, the news. Uh, to be honest, I was uh, struggling a bit with finding interesting news. But, you know, I was thinking... We should have some happy news, and uh, I found some happy news, and uh, what are you going to be talking about? Yeah, I'm going to be talking about a little bit of a new tech from Samsung. As we may know, Samsung is not known for laptops, but they are making another Chromebook that is going to be hitting the shelf soon. And another exciting news from Canon. Canon will be releasing a live stream conference call instead of you know, in person. Oh, really? Oh, okay. okay. And what about you? Um, I'll be talking about uh, Amazon and Prime Air uh, and uh, Tesla and ventilators. Uh, and then we'll go into a little bit of, I think we should have this, you know, just like underrated YouTube channels that just don't get a lot of light or they're super niche, right? I feel like people are in the need for content. So I'm just going to, we should just suggest like one YouTube channel that we really, really like. Um, oh, for sure. All right. Um, all right. So do you want me to start or do you want to start? Uh, let's start with you. Cause prime air, that is something I have not heard for about like what, two years, I want to say. Dude, I was just thinking the same thing when I was reading this. I'm like, wasn't this supposed like I remember the the promotion that they did for this and like it looks so cool. I just I remember digging into this a lot the first time I saw it because I'm like, are we really gonna be doing this? Yeah, and they show all the videos delivering right to your home and then they're like, Nope, not right to your home. Yeah, and it's just like okay. Yeah, I was thinking about it, like the logistics of drones it's uh drones are pretty cool like i don't think you'll ever get bored of, I mean, maybe you will get bored of a drone but just like that it came down to the consumer is really really interesting to me but uh let's talk about that later on so this is uh amazon hires boeing vet to run prime air drone delivery unit and i found this on cnet and it is by mr ben fox rubin and some of the main takeaways is that uh, so they hired this guy named David, David Carbon, which is like a super cool name, man. Like Carbon? Carbon is your Carbon. name? Carbon. That is what we're made out of. And this guy basically has 20 years of aerospace <clears throat> uh, knowledge, which is crazy. And also the, the field of aerospace, man. That's like, that's like the coolest word, aerospace. Aerospace. Yeah, and, and you said... They're going to be hiring them from Boeing? Yeah, so it's one guy. This guy has, like, a bunch of experience. Uh, he's from Boeing. And and Mr. Carbon is mostly known for assembly and operations, but he he does know a bit of, like, the logistics and, you know, like, the, the amount of, what, what would you say? Like, the amount of regulation that is with, you know, flying anything. Right. And if you didn't know, like, Amazon already has like a pretty good amount of success in England. 
So they already have it under 30 minutes, like delivery, which is insane. And I think I'll be, I'll go into that um, tomorrow. I'll, I'll dig that up because um, that's pretty crazy. They have it in England and the, they're delivering packages. So I'm going to talk so a little th- bit. So this is for Prime Air that is active yeah, yeah. in England. Yeah, it's active in England, which is pretty nuts. And I want to talk a little bit about the state of drones. I think we d- dove into it yesterday, but never... Never really, really dove into it. Yeah, yeah. Like, what is the state of drones? So, yeah, what are your thoughts on this? Um, I think they're very useful when it comes to videography because it changed the way people, you know, you don't have to get on a helicopter anymore just to get aerial shots. And that's super convenient. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everybody owns a helicopter. Yeah, totally. And it costs you a lot. I mean, drone is not cheap but it's still cheaper than what you would normally pay for a helicopter ride. But at the same time, though, it is still expensive. Not everyone is going to be able to get it, you know, just for oh, videos. Yeah. And I think you have to know what you're doing with it. And it can get really boring if you're doing the same shot over and over. Like, I think one of the people that really did well with the uh, with the drone was a uh, Casey Neistat. Like it always felt different, right? Until you, you watch all the vlogs and realize it's kind oh, of the, the same style. Yeah. yeah it's, and all the illegal drone shots um, that dude Before made. it was implemented. Yeah. I don't even know. Like he did talk about it in the vlogs where he's like, yeah, they, they've contacted me because I flew it illegally and all that. But y'all can go and find those if you want. But it's like, yeah, like, <clears throat> It's really cool, but when I see like wedding photographers or wedding videographers with a drone, it's always the same shot, right? It's like the church or yeah. the venue. It's, it's a safe route. I yeah, that. It, it does look cool though. Like it, it like it, maybe because humans always want to fly. Like that is something we'll never biologically achieve. You know, <laughs> like yeah. Well, at, what point, <laughs> at what point are we going to evolve to be... Uh, to have feathers. To have feathers. I don't know, bro. Uh, but what what do you think about Amazon delivering in 30 minutes? Like, what would you need in 30 minutes to be delivered to your house? Right, yeah. And I don't... Yeah, like, that would be more tap into the more convenience of it. It's like, oh, in 30 minutes, I'll just go here and pick it up. And that would be nice. But at the same time, though, like, are you wasting more power just to go to a place just to get your stuff? Isn't that the same thing as going into a locker nowadays? Oh, yeah. Amazon locker everywhere now. Yeah, they have Amazon locker. But this is 30 minutes, dude. Like, 30 minutes, you get to have whatever you want. What if they were shot down, though? Yeah, that's... that's, (laughs) I was going to... Yeah, I was like... Man, the 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 amount of crash drones that would happen, like that would just fall out of the sky. I feel like it would be way more dangerous. There's, you know, like a majority of the people would just like not even think about it. But think about the air, po- not the air pollution, the the noise pollution too. On top of that, air traffic. Yeah, air traffic. Like you probably need more algorithms, and you probably have to like talk with um like uh 
like airplanes no what is it called airport like airport right. communication and yeah, there's yeah, gonna yeah. there's like gonna be a mess up right and it's gonna be all over the news and yeah. i'm wondering if these yeah. drones gonna be automatic <laughs> mapped out because yeah it, it is one point a to point b and they are not delivering to you know house to houses so just point a to point b i wonder if there's gonna be you know, automatic drones, or is it going to be someone behind somewhere, remote location, just fly mm-hmm. the drone? <laughs> yeah, and, and the battery life on this is not uh, very good either. No, and we are barely exceeding, I say one, I want to say like at most 45 minutes. Oh, geez. Oh, my gosh. That is, that's nuts. Like, it's so, they're so expensive, and you only get 45 minutes? You know, I think this is one of the, I think that's one of the uh, problems that solid state batteries are going to fix, just like better drones. You know what a solid state battery is, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah kind of. Yeah. yeah. So it's like the next, supposed to be the next evolution of lithium ion batteries. But, you know, that's, that's another concern with the drones. Like, oh man. Yeah. And point A to point B, like, it just seems like such an environmental waste like dude i don't need this that fast i don't i don't and amazon lockers are like one of the cool things that you know that i think amazon has done because they're so convenient right yeah and it's it doesn't limit you on how much you can buy either because it Mm -hmm. seems like for the amazon prime air just small items that they can't carry on a drone of course yeah and with the amazon um locker you can buy as much as you want and just store it there until you're ready. And then, uh, you know, <laughs> imagine, I mean, what would be the weight limit? Like, you know, when I think of drones, I think of like DJI because they've basically taken over the market, right? They're like the best. They're like the, the best. Yeah, the one that basically. everyone suggests that, that little thing, I don't know, man, like what would it carry? Like probably like some cables. What else? What would be the weight limit on that thing? I want to say less than five pounds. Oh my God. That's, I don't know if, um, this is one of those things that in theory sounds really cool and really like futurist, especially now. Right. <clears throat> but with all the logistics and people being morons and, you know, some like, I'm pretty sure like the search for compound bow and bow and arrow would go up drastically people would would want to shoot these things down like out of the sky or just for fun yeah and like it would become it would be like the birds being thrown into the water like the bird scooters oh yeah like i don't know man i don't i'm not i don't think i would enjoy it sounds cool in theory but i'm i don't know i don't know like it's too many logistics problems yeah and it's funny you say that it is popular in uk um just because they have a lot more fields and not a lot of city. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. That is one point that it wouldn't work here in the Bay Area, you know? Yeah, it would. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, I think... It, like, yeah. where are you going to go? Up to, like, highest point of a building somewhere in San Jose? Yeah. <laughs> no, but maybe that's why it works in England, right? You're You're probably right. They... They have way more fields. Like, there's less stuff in the air too. There's, uh, I guess, it's just based on city. 
maybe the legit yeah the logistics would definitely be based on city like maybe in florida this thing would work one of the things that might work in florida or, or like somewhere in the midwest yeah i don't know. like it has to be open fields i think that's where the the advantage might be or where like small towns maybe that would that would work too right oh yeah that would be very handy um small time small town they may not have access to delivery every day like we do in the city yeah it's like that uh, um i think it's like the four third quadrant or something it's like that this one piece of land that's like literally inside of canada but it's in the united states it's part of the u.s i forgot what it's called it's something with four but basically they're just surrounded by canada because of poor map drawings i think that's where it would be like a really great place to have this but i don't know what is the return of investment right like you want people ordering so it might be a good return of investment for farmers you know like farmers ordering seeds oh yeah for sure yeah so different markets but uh we're gonna end it on that one (laughs) with farmers (laughs) technology helping farmers Shout out to the farmers. Yep. And upcoming next is a news from Samsung. Not a phone, not a tablet, but a Galaxy Chromebook. And it is bizarre because Chromebook is just something that we're just still not used to, at least for me. And they're releasing this on Monday, April 6th, starting at $1,000. That's just crazy to me. Uh, Wait. Because. No way. Yeah, thousand dollars. A thousand dollar, um, thirteen inch four K display. Mm, okay. Tenth gen Intel chip, but you are only getting eight gig of RAM and two hundred fifty six gig of SSD, and of course, running native OS, Chrome mm-hmm. OS, and uh, they are able to let you configure it a little bit more you know up to 16 gig of ram and one terabyte ssd Mm -hmm. but that's just so much money to spend on a chromebook just because a chromebook to me is does not allow you to do a lot uh it's basically a beefed up version of android (laughs) you know yeah and so i don't see myself getting into this part of the Mm -hmm. market Uh, i think it's great for students who just use word processors or student who or people in general who just web browse sometimes use you know google docs Mm -hmm. google excel gmail (laughs) and whatnot and the only thing that urged me that would turn me away is just that i found out chrome os only runs on run android's apps oh really yeah Um... what does that mean Mm. That means you are not getting full Creative Cloud, Adobe. Yeah. So you're only getting the mobile version. Mm. And that is a lot of limitation. For yeah. The- I mean, a thousand dollars. You know, uh, that's that's pretty steep. I don't, do you remember the, the Chrome? Uh, what was it? It was like a really bizarre, like, like they tried this like a few years ago. I think it's like Pixel Slate. Pixel Slate and the Pixel Book, um, 2018-2017. That was two years ago, three years ago. Yeah, it just feels like they're trying to repeat that. And the Pixel Slate didn't do that well either. It was like a really weird tablet slash computer, I believe. Yeah, that's what Chrome OS um, is kind of is. is a hybrid 
it's basically a big tablet with a with a keyboard installed if you think about it yeah and i don't know too many people that are that dedicated to chrome os like who who do you know? like it's always in you know pc versus mac right but but this like, is like chrome os versus other os yeah like other os's and i know linux is making a very big comeback now uh you know in the name of privacy like there's a lot of well li- well mac is linux based but like pure linux experience like it's um like it's coming back and there's like a lot of great laptops that are just like in that realm yeah and for a thousand dollars you could get a refurbished last gen laptop for much bigger specs uh i i want to say like you know maybe i5 i7 with like yeah. 16 gig of ram mm-hmm. um that's what i did with my dell i bought refurbished for around 800 ish mm-hmm. but that's yeah. just one gen yeah and it's and it runs fine right like it, it, it runs, runs perfectly like yeah it, it runs, runs perfectly, perfectly full window 10 you know i so i get all the uh support for adobe and since it has an i7 on it, it mm-hmm. runs fine. But for a thousand dollar for something that is kind of web based, I want to say for mm-hmm. an OS, it's just bizarre. Yeah, maybe for like a small business, I don't. But even then, you you probably need Microsoft Word. You probably need you know Adobe they, Acrobat. I yeah, they would just, be expecting you to use Google Docs at that point. Yeah, I don't know, like. Maybe, I think, uh, like, a Chrome book, like, the limit should be at least, like, the most I pay is, like, 500 to 400 bucks. And even then, I don't feel like it's necessary for the 4K. Like, um, it's not. It's a 13-inch mm, screen. What are you going to yeah. do? Watch, like, you know. Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's essentially just a Netflix machine at this point. Yeah, it's a glorified Netflix machine. Yeah, and so you can find this on Samsung and Best Buy on Monday, mm. starting at a thousand dollar. If you tax. really want a Chrome OS, but I would suggest otherwise. I don't. I really don't know who's that dedicated to Chrome OS. Like it's, it just feels like a uh, not a good move for whoever. Maybe they were just like, you know what? We're already here. We're almost done building. Let's just put it out there but i don't i don't really know <laughs> already anybody. committed yeah you already committed to it so like you gotta finish the second product but uh, I th- when i think about chrome os i also think it's it's better for schools just because i don't know they're they're really inexpensive but you know they get the job done they do and yeah. it's maybe corporate you know or school in general they they can get these for cheaper oh yeah definitely yeah and i mean like a lot of the apps on the Android store, like a lot of the creative apps, they're not too bad. But I think like a Affinity Designer, the Affinity lineup has like a really great, um, like if you want to get into design, I think it's mm-hmm. a really great option. And it's on a, go away, go away settings. Um, and that's like, if you're on a budget, you might want to get a like a Chromebook and then what was it called? I think it's Affinity Photo. I think that one's oh, I think 
Affinity Photo and Affinity Designer are both on there. Oh, this is only for iPad. Never mind. Never mind. Oh, no. So that means it may not be on Google Play. Yeah, it's definitely not. They should get on there because I think that would be a great market. But even then, like, it's... uh, I I don't know. This is not... This is not right. a good product. So I don't think it's going to do well. Yeah. And this kind of reminds me of that topic of the iPad Pro. If you think about it, this is basically an iPad Pro running Chrome. So Android, mm-hmm. um, which is a keyboard permanently attached to it. Mm, yeah, that too. So would this, wouldn't this be a laptop replacement in a mm-hmm. sense? Because it yeah. is one. Yeah, but laptops do do a lot more and this is very web-based i don't know i I just think they just committed it and they're like you know what let's just put it out there yeah it's just like dang it we can't switch os now yeah can cannot switch all right yeah is that is that it for that one that's it for the samsung galaxy chromebook all righty so we're gonna move on to some very good news um and this came out today i believe this is uh from the BBC and it was published on the 27th actually. So, you know, a few days old, but always good news, which is that Mr. Elon Musk decided to buy 1,255 ventilators um, that were US government approved. And he donated those to the city of New York, which desperately needed needed that uh, those ventilators. And one of the quotes from the article is, quote, Mr. Musk, pledge to reopen Tesla's Gateway factory in Buffalo, New York, which builds solar cells and repurpose it to manufacture additional ventilators, end quote. And I think that's really phenomenal, right? Like, um, I think Elon was one of the first car manufacturers. Tesla in general was one of the first manufacturers to get behind the ventilators yeah, without the government sure. having to ask them, right? And like, people are so mad. Like I already went through that one, but you know, these are the good news, right? This is, this is the stuff that we're happy to hear. And it's just really crazy how slow we're reacting to ventilators, but it's really cool to see people like, I think there was a few people that were into like 3d printing and like engineers and all collaborating to build new styles of ventilators to help out people. So oh yeah that's cool yeah i I have heard news of like ford Mm -hmm. um they kind of paused the production on cars instead they are making ventilators instead um just because of the situation and people get to keep their jobs which is nice and i think that is uh, desperately needed and that's a smart move from ford yeah it's a i mean everybody should be pitching in doing their best and hopefully the workers get some sort of, you know, little boost in their, um, in their salary or wage. And they get, you know, they get to be like uh, what do you call it? And the companies give them some sort of way to be clean as well, or, you know, be protected. All righty. That's, those are just some slow good news. All right. What's next with you? All righty. So for Canon, um, they will be hosting a live stream announcement on April 20th instead of Photokina or any other photo convention that will that are canceled. That is very unfortunate. But uh, they are not stopping this announcement. So they are will be they will be doing a live stream, a virtual press con- 
conference on Monday, April 20th at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That means it's around like 11 a.m. over here in the Pacific time mm -hmm. zone. So if, if you're interested, you could always save the date. But what I'm really looking forward for them to announce is the specs of more, more information on the EOS R5. Of course, uh, that is a camera that everyone is looking forward to. We're um, all, uh, yeah, we're all, we're all definitely holding our, uh, our breaths on that one because they're going to find some way to butcher it. Yeah. And I found out, not much of a cannon shooter myself, I found out they're going to be having a EOS R6 as well. And yeah. so I, I'm wondering if that is their move. They are doing kind of similar to Nikon with a Z6 and a Z7. I wonder if these R6 is going to be better than the R5. But mm -hmm. I don't think that's the case because Canon always going down in number as they get better. Do they really? I haven't don't you think it. so? Like six sixty is an entry level full frame and oh, five D. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh okay, yeah. What you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. I don't. I think the six D. I mean the six D. The six D will be replaced by the R six and the R five is going to be the five D. Yeah, it's going to be the replacement. But more into Nikon. Wait, when did the Z6 and Z5 get announced? I think they announced back a year ago mm -hmm. or so. Yes, yeah, Z6 and Z7. Was there a Z5? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just, uh, you're the Nikon guy. I'm the, I'm the Canon guy. Oh, no. I don't follow much. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't Oh, so apparently know. Z6 is a 24 frame, uh, 24 megapixels. Mm. Z7 is a 45 megapixels. So oh, it depends on okay. what you need. Um, you have more megapixels to work with. So mm. I'm assuming that's kind of be the same with Canon, uh, with the R5 and the R6. Um, yeah. Maybe they will change some kind of car slot system. Maybe yeah. not. Just because Canon, they always know just to keep things as they are. Yeah. I think the, maybe the, this is all speculation, maybe like a little wish list or something. I don't know. But I feel like the R6 is going to have one card slot. And look, they're probably going to butcher it this way. They're going to give us like old SD cards on the R6 and then the oh, no. R5 is going to have like dual card slots and it's going to have CFast card or C, what is it? CFast Express. Uh, <clears throat> and they're going to find a butcher it that way because there's always some way that they protect their cinematic cameras, you know? Uh, yeah. What are your thoughts? What, what do you think they're going to find a way to butcher it? I, I think the cards thing is definitely an, uh, a, a topic to talk about just because Nikon did remove a card slot, I believe, mm -hmm. on some of the cameras. And people were like, um, excuse me, I'm paying a premium just for one card slot, for an SD card slot. Like, okay, man. So I, I think, I hopefully, they don't do something like that. Um, but people are expecting a lot more from Canon, especially the video capabilities, like the 8K. People are Oof. hoping for that, for the yeah. R5. Yeah, make some more cinematic, right? If uh, <laughs> yeah, cinematic. <laughs> yeah, cinematic. If you shoot an AK, right? Yeah, and they uh, some people are expecting 
maybe new cinema camera and lenses as well. Mm, new cinema lenses. I don't. I don't think cinema lenses get talked about enough. They're underrated and, for sure. Yeah, because they have a very like specific purpose, and you can. There was they're super pricey. Even the Sigma ones. I heard the Sigma uh, cinematics cinematic lens setup that the their choices for um, those type of lenses is even more expensive but they they do have better results and they give you that anamorphic look that cinematic look <laughs> but you know it seems like it's manual focus all the time oh yeah it's all manual focus which is nuts and people are very used to the autofocus and you know i'm one of those pr- people but and I'm that's one like, thing that people are praising canon about with the video and that's why so many people are going towards canon for video for yeah slrs and mirrorless just because the autofocus <laughs> is so yeah, the good. dual pixel raw i will say sony's was really really good even for like earlier cameras like the i had a a what is it sony a five five thousand five hundred that that camera was like holy moly this was like i think this was like third try but it was so good and uh or was it A6000? It was one of the Sonys, but yeah, definitely, they definitely compete. I don't think Nikon does as well, but yeah. What, what do you think is going to happen to the 5DSR? I th- I, it was already oh, discontinued. Oh man, that's like, that's like the dark horse of cameras. I feel like we don't talk about them enough. Yeah, because it was like so niche, so specific. Wasn't it specific towards the like landscape shooting? Uh, it was more for like model, like modeling agencies, I think, or um, like big commercial shoots because it was like a megapixel beast, you know. How many megapixels huh. does this thing have? Like, hmm, let me search that up. But yeah, you're right. We don't, we don't. Oh, 50 megapixels, quote unquote, megapixel beast for its time. But R5 just, has 45. Wait, what? The R5 will have 45 megapixels. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, I don't know. I mostly paid attention in the um, <laughs> to the film stuff because I'm just like, they're gonna find a way to butcher it. But I should put that on the shirt. Canon butcher, <laughs> Canon. We like to butcher our stuff. Yeah, but you're right. We the five DSR is like this awkward moment. It's just like no one. It felt like anticlimactic, you know. Like at most, people were like, "Ah, oh, uh, okay." Where, okay, like, it's there. <laughs> yeah, where's the 5D Mark IV? I only know one person who actually owned a 5DSR. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know but anybody. That's about it. Yeah. You know, that, that tells you a lot about that camera. It's just like, it's nice for the megapixel counts. Um, but with the mirrorless technology nowadays, it's on par. Is yeah. It, was it worth it? Mm, if you love megapixels and you love bragging about how many pixels you have you know? <laughs> i don't know anybody that does oh but, there there is people like people definitely brag about megapixel that they have for sure really that's i think that's like two years ago it's like look at how many megapixels on my sony a7 III <laughs> yeah. i get it on phones but I, I mean whatever megapixel wars are coming back anyways but that also begs the question, is there a place for medium format cameras anymore? Mm, I think <clears throat> excuse me. I think for 
like high fashion, like if you're expanding it onto a billboard or your, you know, like some sort of experiment, like ah, there was this freaking experiment where like someone took a picture of like the mountains and from like space or something. Yeah. And you could zoom into it or it was like a beautiful landscape. You can zoom in. And I think that's, that's really interesting, you know, like, whoa, like, oh, or it was like, um, it was like, I think it was shot in Brazil. Like, you know how the homes are stacked in Brazil? Mm-hmm. And you can uh, zoom in. Oh, yeah, you can zoom in. That's crazy. Yeah, it was, I mean, I think it has its place and you have to be like a, a very niche photographer. But I think medium format does have its place because it's bigger and it's more for like, maybe for like space or like a, the scientific field. Um, yeah, I feel like yeah. if you're ever going to shoot medium format, it's more, most likely you will not pay for it. It's more of the corporate or the, you know, mm-hmm. the company that will pay for it. Yeah, yeah. and Or you just love megapixels and high resolution stuff. But it's, I don't know, medium format is something that I've, you know, I've tried. and. Oh, uh, you have? Oh, yeah. <laughs> With the Yashica. And it's, uh, oh, I can see yeah. the appeal. I can see why people want to stretch their images out to experiment, but it's, it's not for me right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Like, you know, like the face one with a hundred megapixels, that's is crazy expensive. Yeah. It's, it's definitely more for the corporate and for people that are in that niche and people will, you know, at least they offer something because I don't feel like your 24 megapixels would be able to be stretched out to a billboard or give you that sort of, like whoa this piece of art is created and now you can zoom into like these like crazy houses and it's super cool so it has its place yeah yeah and yeah i mean if i wonder how this live stream gonna go just because the virtual press conference how are people gonna be able to um ask questions um Mm -hmm. hopefully they may allow you know, exclusive press just to one on one ask be asking questions while the live is going on, mm-hmm. and let's hope they there is no uh, live stream bombing like Ooh. before. Ooh, hopefully they're not using Zoom. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not because that would be a problem, a very big problem. Oh yeah, they're they're a big company. They probably have like oh man, I hope they stream it on YouTube. YouTube is like. I don't understand why companies, this is one of the things that bugs me about big companies. Like they'll stream it on their website with like some like random janky live stream thing that they decided to build in house. And it's like, dude, no one's going to know. Like, like they're going to tweet it. That but, might be the case here with Canon. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I'm going to tweet at them. I'm going to be like, Canon, you want to not? <laughs> I'm going to be like, uh, Canon, can you please stream it on YouTube? Uh, because they should. I mean, that's where all the eyeballs are at. Yeah, exactly. It's like Everybody's Canon, on YouTube right now. You you want to not stream it on your website? Oh, that's what you meant. You want to yeah. not? Yeah, dude. That's like Tesla did that for the Cybertruck. And I'm like, why are you streaming it on there? Like, Oh, they did? YouTube. Yeah. I'm like, dude, this is so slow, janky. There's probably a bunch of bugs. And uh, Yeah, and I would say... I would expect live streaming would be better uh, as the day goes on, as the years goes on. But sometimes yeah. the bandwidth is a problem. Oh, yeah, Hopefully definitely. They have big enough um, 
bandwidth and all that just to accommodate big you know horde of people who, who, who will be watching yeah like it's already there youtube already has it it's kind yeah, of crazy and, that we still run into that problem yeah and it's kind of sucks since convention are shut down i know a lot of people who go to these conventions they need to they, they want to touch the camera right they, they want to play with it they want to test shoot it before they want to make a final decisions and this is not the case here you know they just see it on the screen like all the other time which kind of sucks um especially for people who are looking to upgrade their current uh eos r eos rp yeah well i'm pretty sure they already sent it to like influencers right they definitely nailed that one (laughs) i mean i mean influencers tech reviewers big companies so people probably have it in their hands we just don't know about it well we'll like right after the live stream we're probably going to see it all over our feed with like uh kai he already probably has it and he's probably going to talk about it and it's gonna be like oh all right then sounds good well what are we gonna buy yeah yeah i'm pretty excited and hopefully they live stream it on youtube have they announced the possible price point for the r5 uh if it's replacing the mark the mark the 5D Mark III. I mean the 5D Mark IV. The Mark IV. Four. <laughs> I love the Mark III. Um, I think it's going to be like 35, 3,500, maybe 4,000. And mm, I don't know, bro. 3,500? Mm, super yeah. hard. Like, oh man, that's that's a lot. Yeah, it seems like it's a direct competition to like A7R three, which is another body that has like 42 megapixel count yeah and that's everybody's go-to right now too oh yeah for sure that's uh, sony killed it with the a7r series oh yeah it's like if you're trying to compete maybe the the r5 is going to compete with the a9 and the six the r6 is going to compete with the a7 III, but it just feels so like the Sony is clearly going to be the a7 III is clearly going to be the R6 if they just do like 4K crop on the R6. But the A9 is more sports. And the 1DX Mark III is supposed to be their sports um, their sports camera. So it doesn't yeah. feel like a, fe- like a fair lineup, you know? Like one of them is punching over their weight and one of them is punching under their weight. So... Yeah, um, and I actually mistaken this. I did not know this, but Sony have an A7R4, so there's Oh, that. yeah. Oh, shoot. Yeah, I think they're with the five. Shoot. See, see guys, we're a little behind on this one, but <laughs> whatever. They're essentially, the R6 is going to compete below or, yeah, over its weight. Basically, the Sony's kill it at a $2,000 price point. Like, dude, that is such a good camera. The, the worst thing is it doesn't have a flippy screen, and I'm hoping both i didn't see the picture for the r6 i don't think they've leaked have they no it has not been out yet so hopefully that conference will cover it yeah the the r6 if they want to make this like the vlogging camera for everybody like oh man i will be disappointed if they don't have a flippy screen because they've seen it with the 60 mark ii like that's popular because of the flippy screen and the way it's built so I, I hope they at least get that right with R6. Yeah, and I feel like that will be 
you know, entry level mirrorless entry level. Yeah. Yeah. So people can get a chance into it. Um, so they don't, they don't have to spend like a ton if they're not using it professionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, they got a, they, they definitely have to listen to, and they have, I think they've done a pretty good job now. Like if, you know, if they listen to us, we'll, you know, we'll be really, really happy. And I think they've sort of learned that as they've transitioned because I think mirrorless have done very well in Canon, but it's still like everybody complains. Like at the beginning, I complained about them finding some way to butcher it. And I hope someone with Canon's like, let's not butcher this one, guys. It's it's the start of a new era. You know, it's it's time to stop butchering stuff. Yeah, and I, I hope there's gonna be more accessories coming out like the uh battery grip because I know that was a problem for Nikon with no having no battery grip. Oh yeah, huh? What ha huh, man, I remember uh the fro complaining a bunch about that. Like, what do you mean there's no battery grip? Like there's battery extension but no grip on the bottom. Wait, what vertical shooting. What are you I remember, yeah, I remember him complaining. He's like, this is a professional level camera. You're not giving me a battery grip. Something along those lines. What? <laughs> Shout out to the fro. But yeah, the the access, the accessory game is one that they, with the R6, I think they had to go very, like very, very head on with because like the, the Sony, I keep on saying Sony because they, they're just crushing it, right? They, there's, it's yep. like they're the king of the hill with with the vlogging stick that allows you to like zoom in zoom out instead of going all the way around the the camera that's like whoa like i i didn't know i wanted that and it works with every single sony like they it's it's like airpods it's like airpods for sony camera <laughs> didn't know like, you needed it i didn't know i needed it but oh my god this is like the best thing like well you re- you really thought about the market and yeah yeah you're you're definitely right we have to or they have to find a way to make accessories very viable and very unique too yeah just because the market is so big now i do think dslr is slowly dying out oh yeah Um, fact yeah i don't know how the nikon d780 is going to compete with this new market just because that is still a dslr and there's so many um, even for you, Sony, you know, like you're getting mm-hmm. a great price for a great camera. Of course, yeah, you definitely. have to switch jump ship and switch out the whole system. Mm-hmm. But if you're starting out, I don't see the point of going straight into DSLR. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might be the price point. I made a video about this, but you know, it's it's changing. And wait, what was the last DSLR that they they released? The D seven eighty. The D seven eighty. I don't know, man. Maybe it's just poor timing or or them they just like, had that out yeah developed. they were yeah they were doing like research and development so they're like it's time to you know put it out just like another pixel slate kind of put it out and kind of forget about it <clears throat> all right so that kind of covers about it for the canon live streams if you're interested head on over to the link down below i will be linking that will be from petapixels and remember, April 20th. Um, 420, easy to remember. Yep, April 420 and <laughs> around 1 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time or 10 a.m. here in the Pacific time. Yeah, we'll be, uh, we'll be tuning in and bringing it to everybody. 
Alrighty. So do you have anything else that you want to cover? Oh yeah. We're going to shout out some uh, underrated YouTube channels or some channels that I've just found super interesting. So if you want to pull one up, um, but mine is this channel called the mustard and it's super interesting. It's like, uh, it just came out of my, uh, my uh, recommendations and basically it's just about like trains and airplanes. And I learned a lot about the, the bullet train. Like actual just train airplanes, like not the toys. Yeah. Like actual airplanes, like, Oh, the, interesting. Shin Shikansen, sorry, S H I N K A N S E N, which is uh, like the train from Japan and the railway, the railway system, and how fast it travels and how light years away it is from other transportation in the world. And I just, uh, I just thought that was super dope. Like, yeah, we we need some of those here. Yeah, dude, it's like Caltrain is like the worst sometimes. It's very cool, but Oh my God! Yeah, we should be able to get from San Jose to San Francisco in less than half an hour. Yeah, dude, but it's crazy. It travels like three million miles an hour. Oh, jeez! Not that fast. Don't stand in front of it. Yeah, I'm just like, dude. Apparently, like the the casualty rate. I don't know if the word the right word is casualty, but the amount of people that have like, you know, like died from getting hit by a train is like none. Which is like, what the heck? That is some crazy records. And it's always on time. Like, it has perfect attendance. Which is yeah, I think not that, what happens here. <laughs> I think that is the problem here. We're so independent with mm-hmm. our own transportation. We don't rely on public commute that much. Yeah, but I learned but so much about to. it. <laughs> oh, yeah, but dude. Public transportation should be better. And, and uh, this showed me, like, well, they're... They are like, yeah, they're definitely light years away from what we're doing here in the United States. All right. And what was the channel called again? Mustard. Mustard. Which is M-U-S-T-A-R-D. And uh, the title of the train, the um, of the video is Why This Train is the Envy of the World, the Shinkansen Story. So, yeah, oh. it's a, yeah, it's a really great YouTube channel. And uh, I'm just learning a lot about it. Yeah, you, you don't think about these things, but they're there. It's cool. Yeah, and just channel straight, just sh- straight on mustard. I did not yeah, expect I guess. that. Yeah, I know, right? What an interesting name. But yeah, what about you? All right. Um, I have a film photography channel called Grainy Days. And if you're into sarcastic uh, sense of humor, this is a channel for you. The, the host here is so funny um it just a lot of sarcastic vibe to it and he just read everything off like monotone but delivered jokes like 10 out of 10 so if you're into oh. that <laughs> is uh is a the dog screaming <laughs> i guess he really likes the youtube channel yeah so if, if you like some uh, some sense of humor in, you know, instead of just pure review, like, this is the specs, and this is what it does. What head everybody over, else does, basically. Yep, just head over to Grainy Days. Um, he had one interview. It's kind of like between two ferns, if you know that shows. Just so funny, man. All righty. So um, go check those out. And uh, remember to stay inside. Wash your hands.
wash your hands and uh, eat your vegetables. And make sure you get some exercise. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Everybody needs some exercise. All righty. So where can we find you, Jackie? You can find me at Instagram at Jackie the Little. And hopefully I will have a Twitter set up soon with the same handle. All right. For sure. And uh, you can find me on YouTube at Isaac Mihangos and on Twitter at Isaac Mihangos with one name. At the end of the day, I thank you so much for your time, your attention. Wait, what the heck? <laughs> I messed up the outro. Um, I thank you so much for your time and your attention. My name is Isaac Mihangos, and I'll catch you in the next one. Bye.